Put down your scissors and pick up your coffee. It's time for a little chat with the Great Lakes Girl. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another installment of the Great Lakes Girl podcast. So we're going to get right into it today. It's been a little bit of time since my last podcast, but it's been a it's been a busy time, and we're heading um, into another busy time with the summer coming. Um, so I'm going to start this podcast by building it from the ground upward. So the next. So I'm almost going to um, structure it as if I were, were teaching a course on it, really, in a way. Um, and the best place to start after the introduction is is a, is a podcast about the hair. <clears throat> so this podcast is going to be everything you need to know about the actual hair that is used for Great Links Hair Extension. So Great Links is a brand. There are many kinds of brands that use many different types of hair. Um, and many different types of um, applying the extension and many different types of um, methods used to attach the extension to the hair. So firstly, we'll speak about the hair. Great Lengths hair um, comes from a temple in India. So so when I say this, there's actually even within even within that fact, there are different ways that hair is collected in India. Um, the reason Indian hair is the most popular is because the internal structure of the hair is an oval, much like Caucasian hair, um, and it tends to be unprocessed. It tends to be natural hair that hasn't been colored, and so it's considered quite desirable. Um, so it's collected in India from temples and it's, it's interesting because there's a lot of information out there. There's the, I know there's a documentary by Chris Rock, which actually is completely unrelated to the way great lengths sources their hair it is not sold from a man with a suitcase. <laughs> the way it happens is women in India who are Hindu, um, for various reasons, decide to shave off their hair. And this just isn't a haircut. This is, this is completely shaving their head. This is done for religious reasons and tends to be, um, it's called tonsuring, and it tends to be um, an appeal or a, when an appeal is made to a god, specifically, I believe, Vishnu, which is a Hindu god, um, when an appeal is made if someone would like luck, um, would like a, a bout of luck brought upon them or for something to work out, um, or, or if they get married or if they've been blessed, um, followers of, of Vishnu will often um, shave their head. So these people, these women are not paid for their hair, typically, and, and people think to have a problem with this, but what they not what they're not realizing is this hair is donated in a religious sacrifice. And by the way, the women donating their hair know exactly what happens to it. So they're they're not ignorant to what happens with the hair. In fact, there's a fairly good um, BBC podcast and subsequent articles detailing specifically 
hair of Indian origin and the temples. So that don't that use it as a business. So the women donate the hair to the temples and the temples actually auction off the hair to hair extension companies. And the temple uses the money to support the temple and the community around it. And going back to the women, they know where their hair goes. So there's a really great quote. There's a podcast version, I believe. And there, there's a written article, um, that BBC sort of, they do a, They've actually done quite a few things on the business of hair, but um, they were interviewing a woman. I remember listening to the podcast and later reading in the article, and it was so wonderful. They actually, I think they actually interviewed two of them, and they said, how, how do you feel? These women had just shaved their heads and sacrificed their hair. And the BBC reporter asked them how they felt knowing that their hair was going to be worn by someone, possibly in, you know, in the West. And the woman sort of replied along the lines of, I, I hope it makes her happy. If it brings her happiness, then, then I hope it, you know, it, it's, a, it's lovely. It's a good thing. Um, that was pretty, that was pretty emotional for me. <laughs> um you have to look at this, that because the hair is being donated in religious reverence, it's not, it, it's not, they don't see it as a downside. They're not getting paid for it. It's a big business. And Great Links has been doing this for 25 years. They actually have what they call a first rights deal with the temple. So once the hair, all the, all the, all the ponytails have been collected, the, um, Great Links has, sorry, I just repeated myself, but Great Links has first rights. And first rights means that Great Links can go in and select all of the best hair first. And um, and then the other hair is auctioned off. So they have, they've had a deal with this. And, and funny enough, before this hair was used for hair extensions, it was actually used to stuff mattresses, which, which really breaks my heart in a way because it's beautiful that we get to enjoy this hair and it gives us good feelings and makes us look and feel better about us, you know, look, look good and feel better about ourselves. But uh, yes, it was used to stuff mattresses before um, hair extensions became popular. So women were still doing it um, long before their hair was being used for hair extensions. Many people see it as... Uh, you know, as a, as almost like uh, there was a quote on the BBC article that I'm referencing, and I'll have to include it. I think in the in in the um, description of the podcast. But um, they detail a woman's journey, and she's going to sacrifice her hair for some good luck. And um, her quote is: "As the barber was shaving, I felt my problems lifting away." I think that's so profound. Um, it's it's. It's funny, sometimes I feel, sometimes when I feel I have a new set of extensions, I almost feel like that day that I get them, my problems are kind of in the background too a little bit. So <laughs> I wonder if it's just a running theme. But there, there, there are different methods and different types of hair. And so what makes Great Lengths special is because they've collected the hair, it was cut, they're usually tied into ponytails first. <clears throat> Or braided into ponytails. I think it, I think it's one or the other. And why this is special is because the hair is all facing one direction. So the hair is all collected in its natural fall before it's processed. And there is another industry, both in China and India, where they collect what they call fallen hair. 
there's probably other names for it as well. Um, or I think, believe they also call it comb, comb hair. And what that is, is when Indian and Asian women brush their hair, they collect the hair from their brushes and send it or, or sell it off. That hair is usually sold. That's not religious. That's just a practice to, to you know, make a little extra money. The problem with this hair is hair has a cuticle layer that is sort of like fish scales and it tends to go down the shaft in one um, one direction. But when you're collecting hair from a brush, you can't possibly know which way the cuticle is facing. So in order to eliminate the cuticles locking into each other and creating a Velcro type effect, they put them in what they call an acid bath. And an acid bath sort of burns off the cuticle layer. The problem with that is that um, now now the hair is, is very dry and damaged and tangled. So what they do is they coat it in silicone. And this is what constitutes less expensive quality of hair because once the silicone washes off, usually about a month, month and a half in, you will have irreversibly tangled dry hair. And that's because the silicone has worn off or the coating has worn off and there's there's just nothing you can do to fix that. Everyone knows if they've, you know, had a, a less expensive, you know, sew-in method or, or something of the like. It, it's just irreversibly tangled. I've had it myself. So Great Lynx does not use this type of hair. Um, this type of hair tends to be more affordable, Why Great Lynx tends to be on the higher end of things. And that's because Great Lynx is one of the only companies in the world that doesn't bleach and dye their hair. The other thing we have to comment on is the coloring. So hair extensions typically... In order to produce consistent color, most companies will bleach and dye them, much like you would your own hair. And there's a slight problem with this. Whenever we lighten hair, any amount damage is incurred. So what they do is they have to take very dark hair and they have to get it very blonde. This is done with bleach. And we must remember that hair extensions are no longer attached to someone's head. So therefore, they're not getting a blood supply. Therefore, they're not getting a nutrient supply. They're, they're cut off from that nutrient supply because your scalp is actually full of little vessels bringing nutrients and blood to hair. So <clears throat> once they've bleached that hair and it's gone and or it's gone through an acid bath, the hair is destroyed. It's destroyed. And that's why they have to... to um, coat it with coatings and silicones, the hair is not virgin. Um, and then it's colored with conventional color, which just doesn't help the process in my opinion. Um, so, so right from the get go, I mean, it looks like lovely Barbie hair when you first get it and it's silky and soft and straight and smooth and it's wonderful. And there's not, there's not many people that have that hair type to begin with. And then what happens is a month later, that less expensive hair shows its true colors once that coating washes off. Whereas great lengths, the way they process hair is quite differently. So you can actually Google videos of the great lengths uh, processing plant where they're sort of lifting the hair out of the baths. And the way great lengths processes hair is they take this beautiful natural hair and they actually soak the hair in vats of water and use reverse osmosis. So it's chemical free 
it's a chemical free process where they actually take that hair that can be almost black and they bring it to almost white. So it can soak in this bath for up to two weeks, two weeks to 20 days, if I'm correct. Um, when they take out the hair, um, it is actually pretty white. And then what they use is a, um, a, direct pigment, a plant-based direct pigment, sort of like a fabric dye to color the hair. So it's not a conventional hair dye. There is no coating on Great Lengths hair extensions. When you receive the extension, it's the hair in, in almost its natural state, despite the hair coloring, despite the fact that it's a different color than when it started. Those light blonde hair extensions were once very dark but they were achieved not using bleach and not using regular color. So the hair, the, the way they structured is the hair is almost, if you were to look at the blonde hair, it would maintain the molecular structure of a virgin hair of when it was dark, even though it's been, it's been changed because they don't use harsh chemicals. And therefore the hair, you know, it's, it's often quite... It's often quite a, a thing to marvel at when it's time to, you know, usually typically extensions are changed every three to four months with great lengths, sometimes five. The hair is as beautiful as the day you got it. It cannot be reused because once the bond is broken, the bond that holds it in, the hair, it disintegrates and the hair is, is just sort of lying free and loose on the floor. And <clears throat> we don't use reuse the hair extensions, which I think is great because for me, I, I want a new fresh set. Um, in my salon, we don't throw the hair away. What we do is a company called Green Circle, which is a company that helps salons recycle everything in their salon almost, takes the hair away and it goes to soak up oil spills. So back to the earth it goes. Um, so it's not wasteful. It goes back to do something really good. And there is still a lot of problems with oil spills out there. We haven't cleaned up most of them. So it's not really a laughing matter, actually. Um, it was an ironic laugh. But um, so uh, Green Circle, just to touch briefly, uh, they help you. They, you collect. The salon takes the responsibility of collecting color so it doesn't get washed down the sink. They collect styrofoam. You separate your cardboard and your plastic and your paper for them and uh, they come every two weeks and they recycle everything they can. They keep the color out of the environment and they make sure the hair goes to soak up oil spills. And that's not just hair extensions. They do for any type of salon. So there's a plug for you, Green Circle. Um, <laughs> we've been do- I've been working with them for at least eight or nine, eight years now and I think they're fabulous. Anyways, plug, plug. They didn't tell me to say that, but <laughs> you're welcome. Um, okay, so back to the extensions. Um, so that's why Great Links hair extensions, even though your extensions are blonde, they're basically virgin hair, which is incredible. And I do encourage you to watch the videos online. I wish I had better Googleability here, but if you just type Great Links factory hair, I'm sure it'll come up. Um, so... There's also the matter of the polymer as well. Um, the way great links are, are uh, the classic way of, of applying great links is done with a called a single strand or strand by strand method, which means a small section of um, the client's hair is picked up. It's about one quarter of an inch square. Um, and 
an equal amount of hair of hair extension is applied using a polymer bond. So a polymer bond, the polymer they have is actually a synthetic keratin and it's meant to mimic the molecular structure of hair. This is not just any old keratin bond because there is many keratin bonds are actually mixed with glue, which is not Great Lengths is not a glue product. Their polymer bonding method is not a, it's a polymer. It's not a glue. So polymer is a cousin of sorts to a type of plastic almost, but it's not quite plastic either. So um, it actually is meant to move with the hair. And one thing we stress with hair, with Great Lengths is to not let your hair air dry. You must always blow dry your bonds dry. And this is because the bond, your hair will swell when it's wet about 15, 10 to 15%. It swells up and the bond will actually swell with it. And when you dry your hair, everything shrinks back down. So it allows your hair to function and function and breathe, but you have to close that, sort of seal everything back up by making sure your hair doesn't air dry. And if the polymer bond is actually, they have different methods now, but the polymer bond um, is actually formed with the stylus fingers and it's customized to be quite small. Um, I prefer it to be quite uh, quite a small and non-invasive bond that resembles a grain of rice. However, there is also a cold fusion method using the exact same hair and the same bond. So you can, even within a set, you could go back and forth that creates a flat, smooth bond. That's really, really lovely. And it's also very small. It still mimics that one-fourth of a square inch um, area. Um, they also have tape-ins now, which is just an inch-long piece of the ever popular tape-in um, extension system. My preference will always be the classic method. I've worn it for 12 years without a break. It's always my favorite. Um, it's my Cadillac. It's the best. So, um, you know, there, there, there is a reason why Great Links is, is always being um, voted to the top of hair extension lists. It's why other companies strive for and try to compare themselves to but as you know i think it was a, a the 10 luxury items listed on a tv show i believe great lengths hair extensions was mentioned on there as one of the top 10 luxury items in the world or something and that's because um they are and they they really do surpass um they really do surpass anything I've ever had my hands in or involved. And I did actually have my hands in a fair bit of different types of hair extensions and methods before. Um, so, so I do have experience. Great Links is not, was not my first experience with hair extensions. So just getting back to, and again, I'm going to just getting back to the, the women who give us their hair. Um, a lot of the hair that's actually collected in temples is actually sold right back to India because, believe it or not, Great Lakes hair extensions are quite popular in India. So, um, so it's it's an interesting concept where even Indian wear, even women of Indian origins um, and belong to the Indian culture will wear Indian hair extensions. Um, and I, again, I will. I, include the quote to the uh, podcast or the the article at least because it's really quite lovely um and the other thing about this is is these temples are huge so they collect tons of hair every month 
people actually wait in lineups to donate their hair. It's it's so it's so unfathomable because people say, how can they possibly have that much hair? India is huge. <laughs> Hinduism is huge. These temples are huge, and the people make pilgrimages to donate their hair. Um. Yeah. So so it's it's. And it's an auspicious day for many of the, the people who are donating their hair. Um, it can be something that's celebrating something quite good or um, asking for something that they would want or need in their life. So it's it's just the, the spiritual content of it is it's quite, if you sit down and think about it, it's quite interesting. You know, this hair I'm sitting here wearing came from... Probably because I wear so much, definitely for more than one person. <laughs> and it's it's interesting to me that I've always had a good sense about the hair that I'm wearing. I'm, I'm relatively sensitive to things around me. Um, if, you know, and I, I've never, this hair is always, I've always felt good about this hair for many reasons, for the fact that it's ethical. I mean, right now there's a problem with women in India being knocked unconscious and having their hair stolen. I, I wouldn't necessarily want hair to wear hair that came from a woman who had to sell it because she needed to eat. I love the fact that this comes from a religious act. Um, I'm, I'm not... I'm Hindu myself, but I love the fact that it came from such emotion and feeling. It feels good to me. And the fact that these women, again, know where their hair goes. And, and a lot of them wish well for, for us wearing their hair. I think that's special. And that's important to recognize. It's always important to recognize the fact that this was someone's hair. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to give a little bit of gratitude. Just send it out there. Just sorry to get all yoga on you. But just to realize that this is how amazing this whole thing is. Um, and in the BBC article, they follow one woman's journey and it's, it's really interesting. She's actually smiling as her hair is getting shaved. It's, it's actually pretty lovely. Um, so after their, their hair is sacrificed, they actually, um, you know, visit another part of the temple to show their freshly shaved hair to, to God so they can be blessed for their sacrifice. And they're, there are a couple of stories, but I think uh, the one pertaining to Vishnu is somehow Vishnu got part of his scalp or hair um, taken off, hopefully not too violently. And when people um, sacrifice their hair, they're sacrificing it for the hair that he lost, which is why he would grant them, um, he would grant them um, a boon or, or, gratitude or whatever they're asking for. So, um, I did happen to just sort of, while we were, while I was speaking, just look up the, the quote exactly from the BBC article. And this is what the woman said when asked, um, how she felt about women in another country wearing her hair. And she says, quote, if it makes someone else look beautiful, then I am happy. Alma says before heading out of the temple and beginning her journey home to see if her life will change. They, they actually end it with that quote. I think that is so beautiful and so telling, so telling of how different our cultures are. So I think we're going to wrap up our podcast today. Um, I hope you had the opportunity to learn something. And in the next uh, many podcasts, we'll be building more and more information. Um, and again, the podcast is 
for anyone to listen to, whether it be consumer or stylist, we'll have a variety of topics that can appeal to both. Um, if you choose to interact with me, um, if you choose to do so, you can actually um, follow me on Instagram. At my salon Instagram is the little house of great lengths with an S on the end, as in lengths of hair. You can also email me at info at houseofgreatlengths.com. Um, email questions will probably be answered more on air um, because my email turnaround time, as I mentioned before, can be quite slow. Uh, do note that we don't give out quotes of any kind uh, over what we call blind quotes. Um, those have to be determined through an in-person consultation. And uh, Facebook, we're on the Little House of Great Lengths as well. So please drop by comments or questions. And if you like the podcast, please give us a comment and maybe five stars on iTunes. So take care, have a great week, and we'll talk soon.